So the fall colored trees, there, there's a rotation that's happening right now going through. It starts with kind of maples and aspens. They, they're famous. They start turning in September through October. Then as we reach November, we're starting to see those fading out. The ash trees, there's this real pretty purple tree. It's got a narrower, smaller leaf than a maple does. Maple's got a leaf the size of your hand, maybe a little bit smaller, but it's got the five, three to five prongs on it. It's a classic maple leaf. Ash has a row of leaves that are much smaller, which actually is a reason they're so drought hardy. So ash are, there's a native ash, Arizona ash, or and Modesto ash is one that grows over in California, over towards uh, New Mexico. So ash is very robust. Uh, the, the native ones are a little shorter, so they get maybe 20 feet tall. Uh, the, the raywood ash, which is the one that sells the most because of that purple, just rich purple color, that one gets up, it's a shade tree. I mean, we're talking 35, 40 feet. There's some beautiful, beautiful raywood ash. But the ones that are turning purple right now, that's what you're seeing, raywood ash. It's got a kind of a, a real pretty kind of handsome round shape to it. It's very groomed without any pruning. It just is naturally a tidy tree. The leaves are smaller, so they just kind of blow away. Whereas sycamores, I don't like sycamore for fall color just because, well, they, they go from green to brown most years. If you get a nice gentle slide in, into fall, well, maybe they turn gold, but yeah, they go to brown and the leaves hang on forever. I much prefer maples. They, they have a similar, a little bit smaller leaf, but bright red. And they always consistent every year, bright red. And then they drop their leaves so they don't hang on to the foliage. Some plants, they hang on too long to their foliage. They should have been gone. They wait till snow comes in January and finally they start to lose. And the other thing with sycamores, I've got sycamores for sale. I'm not putting them down. I'd like to still sell some, but they have the little ball, little uh, dingle balls come down. They're dropping seed pods down. They're kind of a messy tree. I would much prefer a blaze or Prescott blaze maple. They grow all throughout basically the region. They're going to be, they'll grow in Sedona. They'll grow just as well in Skull Valley, Baghdad, uh, uh, Kirkland. They'll grow up towards Paulden, Chino Valley. Of course, uh, the ranch at 69 Corridor, you all are famous for your, your maples. Oh my gosh, there's so many out there. Uh, the, the ranch uh, just out by the mall in Prescott. You're required to have some maples out there because they wanted that red smattering everywhere. And it is striking. After that, oh, the other one that's uh, turning or, or getting done, it's in full color right now, orange, not an orange, kind of a, it's basically gold with a tinge of color, bright, bright, like aspen gold, locust. So anytime you hear the word locust, you know you're going to have a good tree. So it's very drought hardy, very deep rooted, very solid roots. They, they find the water around. They just can go through drought like, like no other. Uh, they're very fine. The, 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 the leaves are very delicate, almost like a fern, almost a silk tassel tree or, or mimosa. It's the same way. So they kind of look, look very similar. Uh, golden locusts. We've, we've bred a certain type of locust. It's a shade tree. It gets up 35 feet by probably 20 feet wide, kind of an umbrella kind of shape to it. Uh, but the beauty with that locust is They've got small leaves, so when they get done dropping their leaves, they just blow away. I don't know where they go, but they're like self-cleaning. they self-raking throughout the yard. They're pretty awesome. And then they don't have, they're just drought hardy. 
We've bred this one because the new growth is gold, thus the name Golden Locust, and we got rid of the bean pod. So locusts, your grandparents grew locusts and these great big old bean pods that would hang down summer through fall. They don't have those. And so we bred all of that out so it doesn't form a bean pod, yet the flowers, the, the new growth is, is gold. It turns to green in the summer, then it turns gold again in the fall, and then it's just got this great shape to it. That's one that's been that's been in color for two, three weeks, probably another two, three weeks, and it'll be, again, deciduous, lose its foliage when it's all done. But a good tree, good tree for here. It takes our wind. Even you folks up on the ridge lines, uh, where you just you're you've got the vistas. It's beautiful up there. But boy, is that there's no soil, you got nothing but rocks, and it's brutal wind. And so it'll take that, no problem. It just and, and thrive. It won't just take it. It'll thrive in that kind of environment. So locusts are, are good trees for here. I'd say ash, another good tree, because there's a native variety of ash that are cousins. They're all that entire family is very robust because the roots are so deep. And they're famous for their fall color. The native one turns gold. So kind of a, an aspen gold again. So the Arizona ash is kind of a, I wouldn't say it's a great fall color, but but it's it's got color. Uh, aspens, they've got color, but we have so much native gold already. You're, you're, you're the wild elm tree that's out there. Uh, they, they've got, they've got gold color. They're kind of a trashy tree, but I wouldn't plant a, a an elm, a, a native one in my yard. There's some new variations that are very pretty. They turn red. They don't have the bug issues. So there's some really strong trees we're introducing that have we've we've developed better varieties that adapt better in our wind or soil and our alkaline heavy clay, basically. I mean, when we're developing a tree, so when, when we have a tree here at the garden center, it is always grafted. That is, we're taking a cutting from like the perfect specimen. We'll see the perfect Bradford pear. Oh, that's really pretty. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. We'll take a cutting off of that and then we graft it onto a type of rootstock that adapts to clay soil. So we're picking the rootstock. Now what we have is an exact clone of that perfect plant, that perfect spruce tree or perfect apple tree or perfect whatever the tree is. All of our trees here at Waters Garden Center, are we don't start them by seed. We're starting them by cuttings, by grafting. So we can adapt a very hardy rootstock that will grow better here. And then we're getting this perfect clone. I mean, there actually, there's, there's some trees that are prettier than others. I would never dream of starting trees by, by seed because you get this riffraff. You get 100 trees. There's three of them that look awesome. The other 97 look terrible. They're mangy looking. They're ugly. They're dog-legged. They're thin. They're wispy. They're tall. They're and skinny. They're short and fat. They're just like people. They're all over the place. If you're putting a, a, a tree, especially in your yard, you really want to handpick those and you really want a beautiful one. I mean, you want a movie star out there. You all just, you just want to take pictures with her and she just looks good. And, and the bigger she gets, the more beautiful it is in the yard. That's a good tree. So there's, there's different grades. So a lot of your contractors, their bid price, if you're just getting bid price, you're going to get a seed grown tree. That is just, you'll never know what you're going to get. And once a tree is ugly, it doesn't get prettier. It just gets more hideous looking. It gets more mangy looking. So something to look at. Oh, we were back on, sorry, I went off on my tangent. So these are things people go, oh, Waters Gardens are a little bit more expensive, but boy, their plants always live. 
that's the reason we're handpicking them and we're getting a better quality rootstock. We're graft taking the time to graft it. You got to hold on to a tree three more years to have a grafted tree. So it's just, but when you get it, it's like, oh my gosh, perfect layering. You just look at it, and you go, that's that's a good looking tree. That's why. Some other stuff we do. But anyway, fall colored maples we mentioned, ash. Oh, we have to go over native. So you folks up in Groom Creek and all those, all the, the, the Highland Pines, all the Ridgelines, Williams, you all are famous for your oaks. Oaks are so robust. They live forever. So if you're doing a memorial tree, oaks are the way to go because they're going to outlive you, your grandkids, your great grandkids. This thing's going to be here forever. So hundreds and hundreds of years. That's an oak tree. They're methodical. They're, they're solid. They're strong. They take the wind. They got the beautiful oak leaf to it. And they turn red in the fall of the year. All of them turn red in the fall of the year. Uh, so they're just a good, strong tree. Uh, oaks, they take our wind too. There's something about the, the leaf. It's got that serrated edge to it. It's got that classic oak leaf to it. It lets the wind go through it without tearing up the leaves. So many of these bigger uh, leafed types of trees, they get torn up by the wind until they're old enough, big enough, not oaks, all the oaks. And you don't have to go with a giant like Texaco, Texas oak. They've got smaller, kind of narrower narrower uh, uh, oaks that can even go in some of the smaller lots out by the airport and some of the, the newer lots are, that just don't have the room. An oak is a very good choice for that. Anyway, that's the, the fall trees you can plant now for years of beauty to come right back after this.